Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Edup Experience Podcast, where we make education your business eLive 2023. Hashtag eLive 2023. If you aren't here, listening to these episodes will make you feel like you're here because we continue to find, interact, and talk to the most amazing leaders in and around higher education here on the Edup Experience Podcast. That's okay. I've done a lot of these, so I've allowed a few mistakes. Um, and uh, we want to, first of all, thank Elucian for bringing us here. And secondarily, remind you that we wrote, we wrote a book called Commence at the Beginning of a New Era in Higher Education. We're selling them here at Elucian. People are walking around with this book. There's 125 college presidents in that book, the first 125 that we interviewed, to tell you all about what's going on for the future of higher education. And somebody else is going to tell us what's going on for the future of higher education is my guest today. Let's bring her in. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen. She's Nicole Westrick. She's the Assistant Vice President and Dean for the College of Interdisciplinary and Continuing Studies at Morgan State University. I think I got that right. You got it perfect. Wow. Well done. Thank you, Nicole. Well, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Let's level set for those that don't know Morgan State University. Where is it located? What do you guys do? And how do you do it? We are a historically black college and university located in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we are the preeminent urban research public. Let me emphasize public urban research institution. Uh, Amazing. We serve about 9,600 students, wow. and I'm the new dean of a college of interdisciplinary and continuing studies to help people complete their degrees. So folks with some college, no degree, we have pathways to graduation at the undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral level. So is the college a new college, or you're the new dean of the college? I am a brand new dean of a brand new college. That's exciting. Yeah, that was created in November of 2021. Wow. How is that go? So tell me how this comes to be. Tell me how you come to this opportunity, why this is special for you, why yeah. you took the job. So um, I was previously at Temple University in Philadelphia. Got to know Temple. If you live in Philly, you know Temple for exactly. sure. Exactly. Um, and I was really looking for what was next. And this opportunity came on my radar. I've been working in degree completion and non-credit and continuing education, workforce development, all of those parts of the university that are super important um, and found the opportunity at Morgan State and started here in July as the inaugural dean for the college. What does that look like? How do you set up a college, Nicole, to be what you want it to be, to serve who you want it to serve? Because you got to write policies and you got to yeah. go through the committees and get things approved and blah, blah, or set up your own governance structure. Can you talk about what it takes? Yeah. So there's the fun stuff, right? <laughs> like thinking about who are you going to serve? How are you going to serve them? All of the mission driven stuff. And then there's the not so fun, the less sexy stuff, right? Yikes, yikes, yikes. All of the systems, all of the policies and procedures, yep. building your faculty. So our faculty are going to be a little bit different because we're labor market driven. We help people get in and get out. Um, building the momentum with your colleagues across the university who are like, wait, that sounds a little bit non-traditional. And we're like, yeah. How dare you? Exactly. Yeah. So we're a little bit disruptive. Um, the great thing about being a new dean in a new college is that you have the opportunity to reach a whole cross-section of people who you're going to serve, right? And the reason, the main reason I met Morgan is that the divide between degree attainment between black and white households in Baltimore, 
for black households, 43% for white households. So if there was ever a time to make an impact in higher ed, Morgan State University and the college is the place to do it. 100%. Talk to me a little bit about some of the barriers that are, that, that you have to get around when you set up a new college. First of all, a, a non let's call it the non-traditional student college in a way, right? Yeah. Versus the traditional student academic college. Most people who work in a traditional type of academic unit do not understand some of the things that need to happen to serve a non-traditional adult student population. Like, I don't know, I'm going to throw a couple things out there. Like how important work experience is and maybe GPA might be a little less important to somebody who's been out of school for 15 years, but they happen to be a VP at a bank or something. Um, you know, there's all sorts of things like that that you have to reframe. I will build on what you've laid down there and do you one better. Um, we have to convince our colleagues across the institution that there are other ways of learning, right? right? And we offer credit for prior learning for our students because we know the faster they get to degree, the faster they get to living wage jobs, the faster they can support their families and we're changing intergenerational wealth. Right, and by, and by the way, uh, you won't even get that student if you don't offer that trans the, that PLA half the time. Exactly. So you do want to be in the game or do you not want to be in the game to even even get to the point where you can change intergenerational wealth if you can't even bend your thinking to right that I work in the same kind of sphere as you in higher ed yeah. changing some minds on what it takes to serve an adult student. So I think you start with the question. So I love getting a resistant faculty member telling me about how credit for prior learning is not valuable. And if it doesn't happen on this campus, it can't count towards our degrees. And then I, huh? I start with a simple question. Have you learned anything outside of your college classroom that you went to school? And they're like, yeah. And they get really a little bit consternated sure. about that. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, this is what? what we're awarding our students credit for, their life experiences. We're not giving them credit for just random things. Right. We're aligning them with the learning outcomes. It's just they did their learning, not on this campus, not in your classroom. And you're going to validate that it does fulfill the learning outcomes. Mm -hmm. And if you tell a student that it does not, if you can't validate those learning outcomes, it's almost offensive to that student who is some expectation that the work outside the classroom should, I always say the military is the easiest way to understand this. Perfect example. Right, if I'm in the military and I'm a medic in the military and I've literally sutured up soldiers on the battlefield or been, and you tell me that to be a medical professional that none of what I did counts, I'm gonna say, what are you talking about? Like it's, it's it would be offensive. Yeah, you take any criminal justice curriculum, yep. EMTs, right? First aid is a course that we yep. offer. They don't need to take first aid again. Exactly. So what does this look like for you? How do you scale this new college? You know, you get your enrollment uh, uh, goals, you get your policies in place, you have your programs. How did you even choose the programs that you wanted to offer? And are you offering them differently than the traditional academic team might be offering them? Talk about some of those yeah. differences. So the programs were there when I started. Um, the programs were all approved through the Maryland Higher Education Commission. So right. they were all in place when I got there. Um, but we are looking to changes to the curriculum to help better align them with the workplace, right? Nailed it. They were really great programs, 
they need to be tuned to what is the labor market in Maryland or You mean the curriculum ages itself out? Is that what you're saying, Nicole? Just a little bit of aging there, yeah. It's uh, it's something you have to think about. And, and, you know, curriculum updates are really hard too, right? Because things get stale. If it's not built in the right way to pull things out and stick things in, it becomes very hard to review that curriculum over time. And the workplace is changing really fast right now. How, how, how do you frame your college to keep up with changing curriculum? Do you have uh, assessment and you've built all those pieces in and what does it look like? Yeah, so we spend time every semester sort of looking back and looking forward. I, that's how I like to think about it because we have to see what we've done, how was it successful, what worked, what didn't work. And we value really the voice of our student in that process, right? Because if it's not working for our students, then we know that it's not working. Right. Um, and so then we step back and say, okay, we see these issues. What are the things that we can change immediately? What are the changes that we need to make in the midterm? And what are the changes that we have to make in the long term? Or where do we have to go back to our governance body and navigate changes that mm-hmm. have to go through that governance process? Do you ever get... Fr- how long have you been there since uh, you said November? July 1st. July 1st. Okay. You getting, do you get, I guess this is a tough question to answer, but do you get frustrated with some of the governance systems? Do you build them differently for your academic unit based on, you know, some experiences that have scarred you in the past from wherever you came from and you go, we're not doing that here now. Not, not when I have some control. So I think every higher education institution, and I've been at a couple has a different form of governance and what the word governance even means in the context of the institution. Um, I think there's governance that I can control within my college Mm -hmm. and there's governance within the university that I have to address differently. Um, Governance within the college, I'm the leader of the college, right? It's up to me. If I don't set the bar and help people have good work-life balance, then my people are gonna leave and I'm gonna rebuild my team in two years, right? (sighs) So we are constantly talking about what are the things that are getting in your way. I'm not on the front line processing applications. I'm very rarely talking to students on a daily basis, right? But my frontline folks know that and can share that with me. Right. And that's the way I lead our college to be student-centered and student-focused, really prioritizing that student experience. How has your college impacted the university so far? So I think we're a little disruptive. Um, Sounds like it. I I like to think about good trouble, right? If Mm -hmm. you're not getting in good trouble, then what are you doing? And so fantastic. we we know that, um, and this is based on the continuing ed work I've done in the past, that when you make things easier for students in a continuing ed context, you make things better for students across the university. A great example of that is changing the duration, right? Why does everyone learn in 15-week courses? If you have a student who needs to withdraw from a course and there's not a five-week or a six-week option, now they have to come back another semester, you've delayed their graduation. If they even come back to your university. Correct. But they can come back to Morgan. So we have our doors open. So you want to come back and complete your degree. We're right here. What you're talking about, and and I talk about this all the time, is changing the agrarian academic calendar. Correct. And moving to non-standard term or multiple entry points because your student, your adult student in particular, has more ins and more outs. And if you don't get the ins, more frequent ins, that student will either 
something then gets in the way and the inns sail on by or they don't come back at all. And that's a sad place to be. And knowing when those somethings get in the way and that they have one point of contact, one door that they have to go yeah. through to access everything, right? If I have to tell someone to go to five offices and go on a quest to get a question answered, they're not, we're going to lose them. Yes. And so everything, we don't need them to go anywhere else. Come to us, call us, email us, Skype us, whatever way get, they we'll want to. somehow. We will find you and yeah. you will find us and we will help you solve your problem. Talk about students. So you started the college. How has it been going? Uh, how are this, how is the recruitment going? And are you achieving your mission so far? It's been great. Um, we've spent a lot of time just focused on really getting our processes in place and our curriculum well-established. Um, we have our first students graduating this spring. So we have graduate uh, master's level students and undergraduates. Yes, I'm very excited to be handing students their diplomas in a few short weeks. Oh, that's going to feel good. It's going to be amazing. Awesome. Um, and I think what we're really focused on is making sure that we have everything in place so that when students come through the door, we know all 110 of our students right now. We know that we have enrollment goals and targets that we need to meet down the road where we're not going to know every student's name. We're not going right. to know their kids' names, but we have to build things that allow us to do that because belonging really matters in higher ed. And we don't talk about that enough. They have to see themselves on our campuses or if they're online students, they have to see it themselves in the classroom. There has to be some kind of community and no yeah. matter where you are. It's all part of the plan. Nicole has a plan. Talk to us about what we didn't say about Morgan State University that you wanted to say today or your academic unit. Open mic. Open Anything mic. you want to say? Um, I have worked in higher ed for many years now. And Ooh, she almost told us how many. I know. It's so a lady never tells her age, right? Right. Um, but I never imagined that I would say I love our students. And Morgan State University is a place that teaches me as a first gen, you know, first in my family to go to college, how love can change someone's entire life and beautiful change, change their entire family's life. And that's what Morgan has taught me about how to be a better higher ed leader. Wow. I'm an advocate for those students. Like if we have an obligation to do it better. That's a powerful finish right there. Nicole, tell us what you see to close out this episode, what you see for the future of higher education? That's a great question. Um, I'm a little bit worried deep in my heart if I look really deep down, like what's gonna happen here? Um, I see a lot of HBCUs and small liberal arts colleges that I really worry about because I know they make a huge impact to students. Um, and the more we have tiers and the more we have a caste system about our higher education universe, our ecosystem, the more we may shut out students like me who went to college at the university that was closest to home and I could live at home and I worked. And so if we don't have places and spaces for students of lower socioeconomic or people who didn't go to college right out of the gate, we're gonna lose a whole generation of amazing people who could do amazing things because we haven't thought about the impact of people who we're not traditionally thinking about. 
Wow. How do we get a hold of you, Nicole? If, if there's somebody out there going, wow, I want to partner with her. Maybe we can do something together. We could get, get in touch, talk. How do we get in touch with you? Yeah. What's the best way? Send me an email. It's uh, Nicole.Westrick, N-I-C-O-L-E dot W-E-S-T-R-I-C-K at Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N dot E-D-U. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Here is my guest, your guest today. She's Nicole Westrick. She is the Assistant Vice President and Dean of the College of Interdisciplinary and Continuing Studies at Morgan State University. Did you enjoy your time here on the Edip Experience Podcast, Nicole? It was amazing and worth every moment. Oh, I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just ed-upped.